Bobcast with Old Bay Brigade, hosted by Rooster and the Villain. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Bobcast. It's been a while. I've got Alex Windsor, our fearless leader of the Old Bay Brigade with us. Hey, Alex. How's it going? Evening, uh, evening Mikey. It's, I got uh, it. been going pretty good. Uh, we got Jake from El Paso. Jake, how's it going? What's going on, guys? Uh, sorry for getting on here a little late. Um, work's been rough this week. Just uh, standing stuff, taco shells. <laughs> what what, what uh, kit you got on there? This is the the goalkeeper kit. This year's. That's this year's. I, was, right? I feel like that was one that like did, wasn't that one, Kalen, that they did like a big, uh, a, like a tournament bracket to to decide on it yeah yeah it was up against like it was up against like a sick underground railroad themed kit and then they were like fuck it let's go with paint splatter (laughs) Uh, i was really hoping i could stop the ballot box with that one but i didn't get a chance to (laughs) and then yeah we got we got kaylin here who is the man formerly known as the operations uh manager what was the title again yeah you know you got it right operations manager yeah there we go are you just are you not with the club anymore? Officially? officially no, apparently I got a couple more days left. My official last day is November 11th. So that's gotcha. the official end, but you know, tentative, uh, departure. So who's taking the keys to the, uh, to the social media? Uh, that is a good question. I have not been told that. <laughs> so. We're not gonna, it's not going to go dark. Like, uh, LA force. Is it? I, I don't think so. I think they got someone in mind, but they just didn't want to share it with me. I well, understandable. So I was like, you know, as long as someone can, keep it up afloat so it's all that so matters you hide all the passwords lock them out of their yeah, account yeah. Yeah, change, it, change all the passwords baby let's get, let's I'm get just making my personal account yeah and i never had five thousand he's gonna give us all the bobcats dirt for this episode <laughs> so just well i was gonna say that's isn't there like a tradition like a, a soccer tradition or whatever like when someone leaves their position they they take a bunch of game worn jerseys and give it to podcasters damn right they i think i've heard that one before yeah <laughs> steal, all, steal all those old plates I still know the combo. Let me go back there and take Kaylin, a couple. All I, all I want is I want that post that you put the light in that you normally put the ball on top of. Because you guys have <laughs> one. You've never fucking used it. I just want to like maybe like uh, put it in my bedroom door and maybe like <laughs> – like uh i don't know my socks in the morning on it <laughs> just and like turn on, turn on the song and just like slowly walk through my bedroom pick my socks up That'd be great <laughs> could i have the champions league uh, theme song playing too while you do yeah. that yeah you know? <laughs> or that song or even better that song that was all around reddit earlier this year wasn't it like a song that uh they were they were fucking to hey look we have a oh, surprise yeah go for yeah. it uh, Mr. Stephen Elias from uh, the Flower City Union um, getting prepped for uh, a pretty hot take this weekend uh, against the Michigan Stars back at Romeo. How are you, bud? Good, good. How are you guys doing? Good. It's nice to have you here. Thanks for joining us. Yeah, I know. Thank you for having me. You know, I've been waiting to be on it, so I'm happy I'm on it finally. I thought the uh, final was going to be at the soccer plex against uh, the Bobcats, Flower City Bobcats, who we got another home game in. But we got that have been wild. Or wait, <laughs> I would have loved that. Screw it. Let's all get tickets and go to let's go to Romeo. It can't yeah. be terrible, right? Nah. <laughs> I bet I mean, Chris, Chris McAnally will let us stay at his place. Yeah. He likes us. <laughs> 
Jake, uh, what I what I what you missed before you uh, logged in, and Stephen will like this one. Um, there was a complaint filed about me to Nisa, um, <laughs> by by uh, one particular person in the Michigan Stars organization uh, that I was um, that I was stalking them and was a threat to their family uh, because I searched their name and found a fucking. 2021 Carfax report <laughs> asked the guy about his uh, 2019 Subaru Outback that he was selling <laughs> while he was sitting on the bench. He didn't like that. Apparently that was where I crossed the line. Uh, I guess that's, I a like hard, uh, that's a hard line I, to cross. I like when the innocuous shit is what goes across the line. Yeah. You guys. It's something you guys completely support. meaningless. When you guys when you guys get after it in the stands and I can hear you on the field, I try not to laugh, and that's the hard part. Because if I laugh, that means I know you guys got in my head for the game. <laughs> yeah. What's funny, because like we never it's pretty standard that we don't end up going after the person who's the actual threat. <laughs> we end up like picking some random fuck that's wearing gloves or something stupid. <laughs> And we're like, let's mess with this guy about his fucking gloves. Like, uh, I think it was last last season against Flower City, we gave uh, was it Mitchell Brickman a hard time over where, over his hairstyle. <laughs> Talked to him about it having a ponytail, and then at half he came out and he didn't have a ponytail anymore. And I was uh. like, <laughs> I was like, oh, we got him. <laughs> yeah, Mission accomplished. Those are, I'm not going to lie, it's fun games when we get to Maryland and get to play just because, like, it's not even just the band here, it's just the environment there. It's always yeah, just it's a, a, it's a nice place. It's a lot yeah, of fun. I, I feel like the, uh, yeah, like the actual pitch has got to be one of the better pitches you've come across in Nisa, right? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, I mean, first off, it's grass, so you can't, you can't really compare turf and grass. Um, that's you know that's a good part, but it's also like like I said, it's just the atmosphere. You have the stands right on the field. You know, you guys are right behind the benches, which you know gives it a little bit better atmosphere than most stadiums. Like, I'm not trying to bash Romeo Stadium, but there's a huge track in between the field and the stands. And like our stadium, you have the same thing as you guys, where we have the stands right behind the benches. Yeah. So it just every field is obviously different and, and nisa you never know what field you're going to actually play on especially yeah. like you know. go ahead yeah your stadium looks pretty cool too with like that that green look and i feel like this year you know i don't know whether it was uh rochester new york fc closing but it seems like you had like a, a pretty decent crowd especially like building throughout the season yeah it, it, definitely in the beginning of the season it was a bit slow just because of how we did last year um and then as the season kind of went on, it just it, all of a sudden we we're having 1,300 people on the stands. Oh, shoot. So yeah. it, it definitely was, you know, our GM, our, our uh, Casey kind of really helping out and like really promoting. But like that change right there when Casey came in was massive. I mean, that, that's what brought the fans, the kids and, you know, families wanted is, to come back for more and more games. Is Casey the one that came over from uh, Pittsburgh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was reading – there was a post made a little while ago from him about uh, coming from the Pittsburgh River Hounds, um, Jake's favorite USLC club, um, to, uh, to, to FCU. It's, it, it's been really cool to watch. It's funny. I've been getting in arguments with people all fucking week um, from Chattanooga about, about uh, posting about 
y'all going into Chattanooga and playing this past weekend. And it's, it's such a weird concept to me. And I think maybe it's just, um, the concept of American soccer supportership of being like, I don't really give a shit. Like once my club's out, I'm going to cheer on another club that I enjoy. And you guys have the same kind of like community club approach. Yeah, we definitely do. I mean, I mean, the players definitely have that approach too. Uh, when we're watching games, like we're kind of, you know, we're all rooting for one team more than the other. And that's how it always goes. But, you know, at the end of the day, like going into chat, like having your, you guys supporting us and like us all seeing you on Twitter and everything, it kind of does help that team out. You know, you see that you're having support from other teams, like appreciating the way you guys play or even just like the club. Yeah. And then, you know, with uh, facing the stars in the finals, you know that even more people are going, going to be rooting for you guys uh, in that <laughs> final game. So I hope you guys feel that as well going into there. Yeah, it feels, it feels a bit deja vu for me uh, playing the semifinal last year with Michigan at chat and beating chat and then playing in Romeo. And now to the same thing this year, playing chat in the semifinals, beating that chat and now going back to Romeo. Oh, shit. I didn't even realize that part. Yeah. So I'm going. It's a weird. It's a really weird feeling to be back in Romeo for a final again. Yeah. Yeah. So can There's you a- can you talk about last year's run a little bit with the stars, um, you know, just in general, because you guys, what seed were you going into the playoffs? It wasn't It's like three or four. Yeah, I think we were three because we played Syracuse first round. So, yeah, we were three. So we played Syracuse first round. Um, you know, we played Shaq the last game of the season. And we started, you know, guys that hadn't gotten a lot of time, but, you know, deserved fine, like playing time. And, you know, they – Basically, first half of that game, the last game of the season, they were up 2-1 against chat, and they showed that, you know, it doesn't matter, you know, who we're playing. Chat was number one at the time. So it didn't matter who we were playing. We kind of just played well. We ended up losing that game, and I think that was kind of like the rude awakening for all the starters. Like, you know, we got to perform. Like, we're going into playoffs. That's it. And we played played Syracuse. Uh, It was a good game. It was just, you know, not Syracuse was last year, just big, physical just throwing tackles left and right. And you were just hoping to get a goal early so that it kind of settled the game down. Uh, we ended up getting one at the end of the first half, made it two nothing. Um, then we went to chat away, which chat atmosphere in playoffs is just fun. You know, you, you can't get like that. three, 3000 plus in the stands usually. Right. Yeah. They had 3000 plus for this game too. Um, so like I said, it was an eerie feeling because last year when we beat them one nothing, it was off a corner kick and it was 90 minutes. This year, it was a whole different story. We're playing against, I'm playing against 3,000 fans again, and <laughs> it's 0-0 in the 90th minute going into extra time, and they hit the crossbar. I also feel like it was a little bit different atmosphere because, I, I mean, I watched last season y'all going into chat and, and winning in the 90th and then this year. Like this season or last season, it was the stars are powerful. We need to we need to play hard to beat them. Like we need to be putting up numbers. This year it was every person and their grandma saying, Yeah, this is a handoff. So I think I think that like we were talking a little bit before we started recording. Like that's that's a big deal to go into it thinking like this is a this is a gimme, we're rolling out of here. Um, there were a couple of people 
um, on social media saying like, you know, this is, we're taking this too, too lightly. We're taking this too lightly. And I mean, I've, I've talked to these guys plenty of times now where we've just said like, yeah, this happens to them every fucking time. Yeah. There's a reason why those fans in Chattanooga get really fucking angry. If you say, Oh, like good luck in the playoffs. They get furious. I mean, this year, like you said, like obviously we were the last team to get in the playoffs. We went to LA. We had a good game against LA. So like, it was almost like when we went to chat, we like, we didn't really have any, like we still don't have anything to lose, you know? And that's a, that's a big thing for us, but it was, I think it was just chat on social media and like, I'm not bashing them, but like, obviously they're trying to create an atmosphere and they were like, Oh, like, you know, we're playing flower city and the number six seed. Like, you know, we know how we played flower city four times. Like we know how they play and, you know, I think we can handle them. So like in that sense, it was kind of like, it lit a fire under like our asses, like to basically perform. Did and you tie them once earlier in the season or did you lose all three of those? No. So we, we lost three and tied once. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we tied them at chat and then we lost them three times. Gotcha. So that was the another time. It's hard to beat a team four times out of five. <laughs> yeah. It's part of the problem with the niece's schedule, right? You're just, I mean, how many times you guys play the Bobcats? I feel like, Every other weekend, I was going to a Bobcats Flower City game at the Plex. Yeah, and that's what that's what we were saying. You know, that was it's funny because probably Chattanooga. That's our complaint. We played this team five times, like they how we play. But it was also the same thing in the middle of the season for us. We played this team the most times in the league, and they're the number one team. And like you know, we By played. Far. Yeah. yeah, I mean, our first five games were against you and Chat twice, and you guys are top top teams in the league. So it's not easy to play against you guys, and then you know, try to be positive the rest of the season after starting 0-5. Right. <laughs> Which you guys did a good job of. I mean, what, what at what point in the season did you feel like the team was starting to turn around? Was there a specific game? Um, I think it was just like – it was just like that continue of, continuation of games just being close scores and not getting a goal or the result we wanted. And then I think it was like once we scored one, it just kind of like settled everyone down and opened the floodgates up. What about was the DC United game before any league player? Did you have like a game or two before that game? DC United last year for them. Oh, that was last year. Sorry, my yeah. bad. My bad. No, no, yeah. we played. We played. <laughs> that game uh, was awesome, by the way. I, I I enjoyed watching it. Yeah, we played loud in this year, and no one oh. watch, no one watched that game because of the camera. <laughs> the camera was just sideways. There was two screens. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, I remember hearing the complaints online about that one. But yeah, sorry. Uh, that was a good one. One of our uh, <clears throat> one of our guys that that comes out to matches in Maryland, huge Loudon guy, and he was like, "Oh, I ha- I can't support, I I have to, I can't support Nisa today. I have to watch Flower City play Loudon." And then he texted us like two minutes into the game and was like, "I had to turn it off." <laughs> yeah, it was. It was, <laughs> he was like, "I couldn't do it." It wasn't just a tough uh, game to watch. It was a tough game to play in for us. Like. Yeah, we had we had been on the road like we we had driven the chat and then we went from chat to Loudon and then Loudon back to New York so it was just a lot yeah like I think we actually played you guys away before that so it was like yeah. basically we went Maryland to chat chat to Loudon Loudon back to New York it was it was a long couple week or so whatever it was 
Yeah, because your season started with us at the Soccerplex. Yeah. Um, that uh, a one zero game to start the season, and then and then the um, those games dropped because the first game was April first, and then we didn't have another game until the twenty third of April. Yeah. 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 We had a couple. Don't you love, uh, don't you love those gigantic Nisa breaks? <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, we had That's like the number one thing. Like, if Nisa makes it past this offseason, Jesus Christ, shorten the schedule. We don't need we don't need to play through multiple seasons of of other sports. I don't it need was, I don't need Nisa year round. Give it to me for three three, four months. We had like three weeks off in the middle of the season. Like two, three weeks off in the middle of the season. And then when it got to like July, August, I think we played like nine, ten games. Yeah, yeah remember you guys were compressed. Yeah. yeah, we we still had some breaks in that that range, but I think we had like six games in hand or something on on you guys and the stars at one point, which was yeah. Yeah, yeah better just, than last season. Year. Last season, FCU played like 74 games before the first weekend. Oh, I know. Wild last season. That shit was nuts. We played, we played, Michigan played them last game of the season. We played Flower City last game of the season for Flower City. And like, I was talking to some of the guys, but yeah, we, we hadn't been here in like three weeks. Yeah. Because they just had like a month off of just no games. Because they were already done. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see for next year. But, I mean, would you mind talking about your time with the Stars and your impression of the organization a little bit? And then, yeah. uh, you know, how, how you became a Flower City player after that? Like, what the recruiting process was like? Yeah, so I was, I was with the Stars for their second half of the season. I was with Valley before. Um, you know, going into Stars, obviously, I, I honestly didn't know much about anything in Nisa playing with Valley like you kind of just with Valley it was like a bubble you just knew Valley and that was it Fuck let's talk Valley about Valley United. first Ben <laughs> yeah. sorry fuck the stars for a minute let's talk yeah, about yeah, Valley yeah. let's go back to Valley United what can uh, that was a wild situation from the outside yeah so from I mean there's not really much to say I mean a lot of things were public already but I mean soccer wise it was fantastic you guys look good early. Yeah. You were one of the better squads. Training training was harder for us than games, which was insane because, like, we were playing in training, and it was like playing a World Cup final. Like, some of these guys were so experienced and so just good on the ball that it was like, all right, if you're not locked into training 110%, like, it's going to be a long day for you. Huh. Um, and then obviously, obviously when everything kind of just, like, it, it all happened so quick without, like, really any of us – with, without any of us having a lot of knowledge of what was going on until things started coming out to the public. Yeah. Um, but I can't, ba- I really can't say anything bad about Valley. I love the guys there. The coaching staff was great. The, you know, the, obviously you had the little bits and pieces with the organization of what had happened, but like we had a great field, trained at a great facility, you know, trainings were good. Like you're in Phoenix, Arizona. I was staying in Scottsdale. So like, what was the complaints? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I now, when now when shit popped off with that, you said you guys were you guys like really even aware of what was happening, or was it just kind of one day you started to see shit? It was like, like it was like we had a warning about something something was going to happen, and then it was like twenty four hours later, 
it was like, there it was. It was like everything yeah. that happened. So there's like not much, you know, we could do. Yeah. And then it was like after everything happened, you know, the players had left. We had our whatever, our fines, whatever was going on. And we had the team that was remaining. It was like, all right, now we got to focus on the next three, four games. Well, obviously, we didn't know how many games we were going to play. And we played, ended up yeah. playing three more. It was like, now we got to focus on San Diego, which was that next game after the whole thing. So it was just, it, it was a little bit heartbreaking because it was such a good group of guys and such a good team that there's not was like. It, was it still uh, 1904 at that point in time? No, nah, it was Albion. Okay, it was already Albion. It was last yeah. season, right? Yeah. Yeah. It I, can't, like, I can't remember when the fucking shit changed. It, it feels it, like I've been watching Nisa for 25 years. It's been <laughs> two fucking seasons. Um, yeah, but then after that, you know, happened, I went, I was at Michigan. Um, basically got a phone call. Hey, I mean, I'm, I'm looking for a team. Hey, we want to bring you into Michigan. I was like, you know what? Like I need a team. I need to finish somewhere. I'll just go in. Um, I went in and like, obviously I didn't know anything about the organization. I knew one player maybe on the team at the time. And then, but the guys were really welcoming. I got to admit that, like, I think that's what made Michigan as good as we were last year and as successful as we were, was that group of guys and the leadership and like the team as a whole. Like we really fought for each other at the end of the day. We didn't really care about what was happening, what we were hearing outside the organization about the organization. We didn't care about what was happening. Like it was, we're going on the field and we're winning, we're winning games. That's it. I will say like when we've had the chance to interact with players from Michigan, like even even on the on the field when we're talking back and forth, like this season, I said to Kalen and Mike and, and Jake quite a few times this season, the interactions we had with Michigan this year were so much different than previous seasons because one particular person wasn't on the bench. So we were now focused on the soccer and not the chaos that that person brings with them so yeah. like it felt watching the players from michigan those dudes care for each other and they're a fucking powerful team they're powerful this year they were fucking powerful last year i yeah. mean you you can't deny that shit it, it's not like they're a flash in the pan type team it, it's definitely uh, from the outside perspective like looks like one of the more organized organizations yeah. uh i mean they've got from- they've got probably the most money underneath of them at, than any club yeah and and you know like last year was the biggest thing was obviously we there was a coaching change when i was there um so that's always just like an, you know a little bump in the road it's a big switch um Stu at the time you know he, he came up big and the yeah. rest of the coaching staff too you know like ennis and Stu were just two guys that like still to this day that I like respect highly and like speak to like as much as I can. And, you know, like obviously when we play them, it's a good relationship between us, but you know, they made it even more of a family for the boys. You know, it, it allowed, that's, that's literally, like you said, that's what turned us into the powerhouse and that end of the season in the playoffs was just being so close knit as a group and not really worrying about all the chaos around like us or what was being said. It was more yeah. of what we could do on the field to kind of shut everything else out. And and talking to players that worked with Stu and, and some of those guys, like everybody has nothing but great things to say. 
for the, oh, mo- for the most part without any organization. And even with the coaching changes, I mean, the, there's been coaching changes every season now for them. And, and it's, it's been a watching them on the bench this season NS being up there. And then you had like Val, Valerian people like that, that were all unison working together. Yeah. There was no, it, it felt like you, there were times where you couldn't even identify who was the head coach because there were so many hands on the system and it, it, it was, it, it works for the most part. I mean, it's, yeah. yeah I mean, Helen Stu now is uh, recruiting for the Nigerian women's national team. I mean, it, it's, that's it's enough also right there. Yeah. You can't say that. Anything. And he works for uh, what is it? The Indy 11. Yeah. In USLC. Yeah. And, and that was, that was another thing that pissed, uh, CI off on the, or CM off on the bench. As I said, uh, it, does it upset you that the guy you, the guy you shafted ended up getting a better job? He didn't like yeah, that I, one either. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, enough is said, like Stu's work speaks for itself. Yeah. He, he's, he obviously got a great job now and I'm, I'm really happy that he landed on his feet somewhere. Um, because I obviously I know how it was last season not having a job for three four weeks, um, but you know like I said like I, I was lucky enough last year when I came in that being you know it's tough being a player coming mid season and them trying to throw you in the lineup and you're learning names and like it, sometimes you don't get the welcome that you should, um, but no nah, the guys were great they all welcomed me with open arms and they really like you know made me feel at home when I was far away from home. And that's such an awful situation to be in. And, and like, you know, you're a young man to me, I'm 36. So you start a season with a club thinking you have a full professional season. And all of a sudden it all evaporates in front of you. Like, yeah, I mean, I can't imagine how tough that would have been emotionally. So it is cool that the stars were then able to come pick you up and then you go on this, this run with the stars. So that's yeah. Crazy yeah, story. The run, the run was fun. Um, Obviously, end of the season, um, you know, I had to find a place to play after that. You know, winning a championship was good. Um, I was, you know, I was, I was in, I was in trials with USL clubs in the off season, and um, you know, I was with one in preseason, and it just, it was a bit unlucky. It had nothing to do with the way I was playing or any of that. It was just, you know, the time was off, and Flower City ended up being emailing my agent at the time well my agent and <laughs> the conversations between flower city and you know where i was in usl were basically trying to figure out you know how they can make an agreement for me to go to flower city and just in case things work out i can go back over there sure so flower city was in that sense was unbelievable you know they they provided everything and i was like yeah i mean i obviously playing for flower city last season they weren't the best they didn't have a good record and, you know, it was a new team, but being at the stadium, seeing the facilities and like everything they had, it was like, okay, like I, I could be at a place like this easily. Like it's not a really hard sell. Yeah. And they went out in the off season and signed, you know, Diacate from, from Albion and showed some ambition. And you could tell from the outside, the organization looks like they're one of the ones that are trying hard in, in the league. So yeah, it's, it seems like a good spot to be. Yeah. It wasn't even just the signings. Like, you know, it was, Speaking to to Jordy when he uh, took over as a coach, it, it was like he had a plan, and that's what was going to happen. And he's like, "Yeah, we're gonna we're signing this, this, and this guy." And I was like, "All right, I'm in." Like, 
And then I spoke to uh, Kyle, who was also Kyle Nelson, who was also at Michigan with me. And he's like, yeah, I think I'm going to slide for Flower City. And I was just like, all right, I'm in. Let's do it. So like, and it was also easy for me. I'm a New Yorker. So it's only five hour drives. So I can always go home if I wanted to, to see family. That was the, even a bigger sell. Kyle Nelson, I believe we saw him uh, play for the Nor'easters against the Bobcats in the in the Open Cup. Yes, he's one of the people. He's one of the people they signed like an hour and a half before the game. Right. Yeah. This year. I yeah. think so. Maybe text no, them. No, I, maybe I could be wrong with that. No, I, oh what? No, it, was, it was a guy from Syracuse. It was a guy from Syracuse. I forgot his name. Oh, it was Kyle Newell. Kyle Newell. Kyle Newell. Kyle Newell. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. No, my bad. Another, another, another yeah. false statement out of me. They had like two Syracuse players though on that Northeast. Newell was um, retired from pro ball, and they brought him in to play with the Nor'easters, and like the protagonist had just interviewed just interviewed him where they talked about like hey you're going home to maryland do you want to are you going to go play for a team in maryland and he said no and then showed up a week later yeah that's yeah. great that's probably my favorite game of the season right there that that was such round, a uh, that was like such a fun winner that was such a fun night that was yeah game. that was a fun game to watch we all watched it um it was an entertaining one yeah, yeah. There were some there were some really fun nights this year. There were some fuck Jesus Christ, this last that last home game against Gold Star. Good God. I don't know what it is about the Bobcats that brings rain to town, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> I swear it doesn't rain as much in Maryland as uh like it just randomly rains every Bobcats game. But it's like it's nice the last there were quite a few in the last season or two. That have just been like torrential downpour for for a, for two and a half straight hours. There's like, been that doesn't that shit two, doesn't happen. No, nah, two of the times I've played Maryland, it's been an absolute wind tunnel. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. but yeah, no. I mean, listen, I I don't know how it happened, but I ended up at Flyer City, um, and you know, obviously, like you guys saw the season, and we didn't start off great, but the group of guys were already bought in. They, they just didn't want to quit, and that's what really, you know, helped. And then, obviously, leading up the rest of the season, we started kind of finding our groove. Um, towards the middle, we were winning games, and then we had some injuries and some knocks here and there, and that, I think that kind of changed the game plan, and we were trying to figure things out. And then towards the end of the season, some guys came back, and we found a groove again. And playoffs hit. We went to L.A., and, you know, L.A., we, we had trouble with during the season. Um, we played well against them, but we always seem to like not figure it out. Like they always found a way to beat us or like, you know, we made a mistake when we usually don't. So going out there, we were like, all right, you know, anything can happen. It's a playoff. Let's just go after him. And then we scored in the first two minutes and yeah. we, we were shell shocked. <laughs> we had, we went to celebrate. We had no clue what to do. We were talking to each other like, Hey, relax boys like take your time here and we look at the clock right we're like all right a lot of time left <laughs> it's then, a dream start though any game any game ever you score in the first five minutes like that that's just yeah no one expects that ever yeah and that was one of the things we didn't none of us were really looking at the clock so we had no clue like when we were scoring we were just playing until we heard a whistle <laughs> and that was that was a good you know it was a good feeling obviously like you said dream start and then it obviously we won that game, went to chat, and you know, chat was a battle. We knew chat was gonna be a battle. They're a good side. Um, 
they move the ball well. They they have guys that can really change a game in a, in a second. Like you guys have Espinal, and you know we all know he's a danger. Espinal space is gonna bury one, and it's the same thing with Chat. I feel like watching the Chattanooga game, you guys held these. The, you guys did something to their midfield and back line that it felt like nobody could do all season, even though it didn't amount to points on the board until the shootout in the end. Like you put pressure on them and and held off their attack, something that hasn't shown up all season. But I also was saying to the guys before you joined in. Uh, Stephen, the the concept or the aspect of them hitting the post and putting it over the bar and having Mejia save save these like circus shots that gets in your fucking head. Oh yeah, you could see as the game went on, there was more and more frustration, and I can't imagine that you being on the field, you didn't hear it from the stands too. Um, no, you, with, you, with the you, way you, some the fanatical approach of some of their people in the stands, like I can't imagine yeah, getting you, further you and further into that game. Yeah, you hear it, and like you can hear the frustration, and like obviously that helps us. Like we're like, all right, they're pissed. Like things yeah. aren't working for them, and you know, Mike has been doing that all season for us. He stands on his head sometimes, and we don't know. How he, he was does an it. absolute stud. Yeah, that he, was in, it. Was incredible. He's been classed all season like that, and he just he, like he just does those things. He does the same thing in training, and it pisses all of, all of us off because we're like, yeah, we can't score in training, and like we're like, all right, let's take it back. Like we have a keeper that does <clears throat> shit like this, but um, no, nah, like there was definitely frustration. Um, I got booed at one point, so that was <laughs> funny. I chose to kick the ball off uh, Ibarra when uh. and immediate just boos because I started smiling and laughing. Um, but, you know, like that, like you said, those are the things that it frustrates the other team, but like kind of boost us. And I think the biggest difference with like, obviously saying like we were able to put pressure on their defense and midfield was just guys just being dogs on our team, just willing to just do the dirty work and fight for each other. And, you know, like I said, we had nothing to lose. We still have nothing to lose. So then how do you guys carry that energy into the final against the stars? Like, so uh, what'd you guys do against the stars in the regular season? Did you, yeah, just, uh, did you win? <laughs> did nah, you win so against them? We went to Michigan, we got a red card and we lost two nil on two penalties. Huh. Then we played them in Syracuse um, on the field. We never really play on and we lost them three, two and they scored. And there was three penalties called in that game, two for them, one for us. So we've out of their five goals and out of our two goals, we've there's been five penalties in the games, four penalties, five penalties, which is you know it's just one of those games we just haven't been able to figure out against them. They're a good side, like you said, again, um, and you know you you obviously have a certain level of respect going into a game, but you know watching us, I think we should get a little respect too. Um, you know, we, we knocked off the number one and the number three seed right now, and now we're going to play the number two. And, you know, like you said, you just got to keep that energy. And I think it's just motivation just to continue to try to prove people wrong and just enjoy the game at this point. I was going back and forth with a guy that posted uh, – because you know how it works. And when, when, a, when a 
a match ends, everybody wants to share their their hot their hot take. Of course, and uh, I've never claimed to know that much about shit. <laughs> I'll I'll say I don't know shit about fuck, but going into this like the whatever game plan existed for either club like it was just a clash and this particular person said you know like the the chatta dominated for 120 straight minutes i don't know how you dominate and don't produce something like to say you dominated for 120 minutes i'd be looking at a score line that's that's skewed and and like you guys had them on their heels they had you on their on your heels it was back and forth y'all the the defenses on both clubs put up a show and and the goalkeepers put up a show i mean antoine has been a stud all season that everybody knows that mejia has been a stud all fucking season um even with the results that have existed through this season nobody i i feel like the people that are talking about multiple clubs and not just focusing on one have always said well the flower city's got a lot of power there's a lot yeah. going on here that's good. Um, and, and I mean, it, it's paying off at this point. Yeah. Are you, uh, what you can talk I, about, I mean, what you're able to talk about going into this weekend. Um, I guess at what, 3 30 on Saturday, I believe. It's an early start yeah. time. Yeah. So, so when you guys win, we can drink late into the night. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. Um, you know, it's just you going to Michigan. We know it's going to be a tough game. I mean, from personal experience, it's it's going to be a tough game because it's I've played there before. It's not an easy field to play on. It's it's tight. They, uh, you know, Leon, he's a goal scorer. He oh, 14 fuck, goals, yeah. 14 goals in the season. They have some danger on the wings. Their defense isn't bad. Uh, we all know Tatenda is a baller in goal, too. So, you know, it, it's going to be a tough game. We know it's going to be a dogfight, but you know, for us, you know, reading all these tweets about how chat dominated and all that, like, yeah, it's a bit frustrating to hear that because we don't see it that way. We had chances in the game to win it too. Like me personally, like I had a header in extra time in the hundred and what 15th minute that just sailed over the crossbar. Um, but you know, it's like these, that's the sport, you know, it's the most unforgiving sport in the world. Yeah, and then to decide anything by B- PKs is always kind of devastating. <laughs> you know, it's nice when you win, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, that, it's always cruel. Like I hate cup competitions for that reason. It's uh, I, I have a hard time watching it. And speaking to some of the chat players after the game, when you know you're about to leave and they're wishing you good luck, it's um, you know, you, you talk to them. I'm friends with some of them, so it's just like, hey, like. Penalties, man. It could have went either way. Even before the penalties, you're shaking hands with some of the guys saying, like, hey, good luck in penalties. Like, great game. Like, you're already saying a great game because you know penalties. <laughs> it's, it's one or the other. It's 50, you should have given them, them the advice to uh, shoot it on frame, though. <laughs> yeah, I have a question for you. <laughs> so, Stephen, was anybody on the field? I feel like I, I can't remember who. I guess, I guess it was Mejia was to the side. The first shot that in the in the penalty shootout for Flower City, Jean Antoine came off his line well early. Yeah, so we uh, and, actually uh, saw and that. And Mejia, Mejia lost his shit for a minute there. 
there was only one out of eight, I guess it was eight penalty shots that were put out by either club. There was only one out of eight where the goalkeeper did not come off their line prior to the touch of the ball. And I mean, there's, there's a level of just like nuance there, but was there conversation of that on the field? Yeah. So after that first one, there was conversation. Uh, obviously you, we saw him here just lit up with frustration. Yeah. Um, and then watching it back, um, I actually think that that one was the worst one. And then Mejia did a good job of keeping one foot on the line. But like in those moments, like, are you really, as a referee, are you going to call back something only if it's super, super obvious, like the first one, but like, I can't even blame Antoine because he made a super save on Matt's penalty too. Like that was going bottom right corner side netting. He got a fingertip. Somehow it hits crossbar and he catches it. Yeah, I mean so, that was that was a wild save. Yeah, we all said absolutely it. not. We watched it back and like just couldn't believe how he got there. And the, and then the end with Diacate did did he not realize that he had won it in that moment, or did I, or did he just it, they, like that? He's that calm of a guy that he just. There wasn't a celebration. He went and grabbed the ball. He shook hands with John Antoine, gave him a hug, and then went to the team. It felt I, almost like he was kind of like not in the – or was zoned in on the moment. I think he was zoned in on the moment, and he is a very calm person. And it's funny you say that because I I think his celebration was to grab the ball and put it under his shirt. Yeah. And I think he saw it. Like his just him as a per- he's such a great person off the field, and you know he's you know he's a handful on the field, but he's a great person off the field. And I think as soon as he saw Antoine, you know, I think he just decided instead of running over to you know shake hands and give him a hug. And you know, it was it, a it was a cool moment. Yeah, and that's that's Ollie for you. You know, he, he <laughs> he's just one of those guys where on the field you want to like playing against him and you're like, Oh, I want to fight this guy. Like he's just so strong. He's so powerful. He scores goals. He's just a pest. And then off the field, like the guy will walk up to you, give you a hug, put, put his arm around you. And you're like, all right, <laughs> like it goes away. Um, yeah. But yeah, that was a beautiful moment to see. Um, it's funny to watch it on film because it's just, it's just Ollie. That's just him as a person. <laughs> it was fun so, uh, to watch. Uh, go ahead, Mike. No, no, go for it. I was gonna uh, let let Steven get out of here. A couple couple final questions for him, but if go you ahead. got something, uh, yeah, go ahead, Mike. Sure. So before we let you go, you know, good luck in the finals. Uh, definitely rooting for you guys again uh, against the Stars. Would love to see Flower City make this this Cinderella run. Um, but I also wanted to ask you just about a few Nisa questions in general. Uh, but I want to focus on the players. I think the league gets a lot of focus, um, good and bad. For what Nisa is. So I just want to make sure that some of the best players that you've played against get a shout. So like who are the players that have stuck out in the league for you in your time in Nisa? Yeah. I mean, I'll stay with this season because last season is just kind of a blur, <laughs> but you know, playing against as, as an outside back playing against obviously Espinal for you guys is just, it's fun for me. Um, He's I mean, killer. Hope, yeah. yeah, I hope it's fun for him because we've had, what, three games? I think I played him twice as a right back, and we've had battles both games. Um, Abaro was another one. You know, he's a, me, 
we became friendly um, and we battled against each other. As, that was like, as an outside back, you kind of pick those wingers, like Ibarra for me. And then even uh, JP, you know, the left back for chat, he's, he's class in my eyes. And then um, there's one guy that, you know, I, me and him just, we had our moments on the field, good and bad is McGrath. Um, we'll fight each other. We'll, we'll curse each other out on the field, bitch. But, you know, right after the game, before the game, like just a world-class guy and me and him get along. We're very similar personalities and how we play and run. And so for me, McGrath is a fun one always to play against just because, you know, we both are very similar players. And I know when I play him, it's like, all right, we shake hands and it's like, all right, are you ready to battle today? Let's go. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, there's a handful of players in the league that I could just continue to talk about. Um, like, if I'm talking about FCU, it's hard to choose. There's so many guys on the team. Like, Kyle, being biased, Kyle Nelson, I played with him at Valley, played with him at Michigan, world-class athlete, center back, can do things that many people can do. And then um, even, <clears throat> like, Luke, Luke Ferrer, like, he's, he's magic on the ball. Um, it, it's just like it, there's guys in NISA that you play against and play with and you're like these guys should not be in NISA like some of these guys can be on championship side or you know even like league one and you saw a lot of guys like Davey like, I'm friend, good friends with Davey Mason um, and it's funny because he's playing in league one now yeah yeah for Tormenta yeah, yeah Bobcats too yeah, and me and him have been good friends for years now. So it was, it was great to see that, you know, jump. Um, but, yeah, you know, it's, it's always a fun time. You always have friends on every team. Yeah, you know, that's what we all love about Nisa is just an extra platform, an extra set of, uh, you know, an extra set of games for players to get eyes on them. And you mentioned the USL trial over the summer. So I was just kind of curious, like, how aware is USL – of Nisa, like, do they scout Nisa actively that you could tell, or is yeah? I mean, I mean, yeah, they look, um, they definitely look uh, at Nisa. I mean, they may not look heavily, um, but they have their eyes on some players. And you know, you play in like cups like Open Cup, like you play USL side, that's your chance to be seen right there, not just from that team you're playing, but other teams, and you know, that could help. And Obviously, if you go to a combine or you get invited into preseason for a USL team from NISA, like, that's your chance to show, like, hey, NISA has some ballers in the league that can really play. And you're seeing it this year. For sure. Yeah. Well, I think that's all I got. Anybody else uh, have any questions for Steven before we let him go? No? All right. Thank you for joining us tonight, man. Thank you for taking the time out. I really, really appreciate it. And, you know, like I, t- I told you before, I've been waiting to be on the show, so it kind of makes me happy. But, like, <laughs> nice. All right. Take, we got you on a long time ago. Season. Yeah. May have taken well, uh, a long season, but. Yeah. We needed to wait till it wasn't a, a, wasn't a contradictory thing. Yeah. Now yeah. everybody's, now everybody's happy just watching, like watching the Titanic slowly sink. <laughs> so. Oh, know. man. Imagine the Flower City Bobcats final at the Plex. It's too bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I've been lovely to play on that grass field. (laughs) But no, I appreciate it. Better. Better. You get to play. You get to play on Chateau de de Yunkai. 
Yeah, I mean some it's high school field, <laughs> some high school field that actually has lights. Uh, I can't complain. Have they said is it at Romeo or is that yeah. at the soccer? Okay, it's at Romeo. I can't complain. I won a championship on that field with them, so yeah. it has it definitely I mean, has some good memories. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It definitely can't be at the the Stars Soccer Center because there's not enough seating for the 25 people. Not enough picnic tables. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, that picture that went viral last year. <laughs> <laughs> it was gold. Yeah. Oh. Well, have a good night, man. Yeah, Thank you, you too. very much. Thank you. Uh, Appreciate it. See you. Okay, so Thanks, let's real awesome. quick. Thanks, Alex. Real quick, smash out uh, these um, last couple of games from the season. So, we talked a little bit with uh, Stephen about that that mess um, against Gold Star. Um, Mike, you didn't make it out to that one, and by the end of the game, it was me and two other people standing there, and everybody else had left. Um, yeah, I kind of that was to talk torrential. Yeah. That shit was that rain was worse than any match I've ever been to at at, at, at all. Um, to the point where it was just like you just stood still because that was the easiest way to not feel like you were dying because it was cold. We went inside at uh, at half and all the officials and all the players are literally just sitting in there trying to stay warm. So. Yeah, I mean, yeah, let's let Kalen and uh, Jake talk a little bit since, you know, we've been dominating the conversation and I, I, we, we got Kalen here, so I kind of want to. <laughs> Some inside information on the club at this point, but oh, I'm just here for I'm here for the vibes. So you know, see y'all show. I'm just, I'm, else <laughs> the vibes. So. <laughs> it's good. Good. I'm like the team. I'm the podcast mascot at this point. You know, that's what I'm here for. So you, you know, you corrected me the one time when I threw out some dumbass comments. That was good. I mean, I, I thought about that. So I was like that because like, I had to think back. So I had it's funny that you mentioned that too because I had seen him like online because like I think Alex had texted me about him like right before that after he had this interview and then I see him at the soccer place because I'm doing like work on the back end before the game and I'm like I just saw you online like what's going on? what's going on it was just like a crazy surreal moment to see him out there with Ocean City but yeah yeah, yeah. You. I mean um, I feel like the schedule. There was so much hype for the Bobcats like early in the season, and then to see the numbers kind of peter out by the end of the season, like weather was a lot to do that. We had so many games that were rainy, but then also just the length of the season, like being eight months, I feel like people just kind of lost interest over the course of the season. And then by the time you're playing like Gold Star, we're playing the reserves in that game, right? It was like a lot of our second team. Yeah, a lot of backups. Yeah, you know, just kind of resting the starters for the playoffs and things like that. So. Um, I think it was, it was a mixture of all of that, too, especially the weather. Like, you can't control the rain, and I'm not going to, you know, fault someone for wanting to stay home when it's pouring outside or a thunderstorm's going on. So sure, yeah. can't really give them that. Um, I think the other thing is also just, like, the length of the season. It's a small – you know, we run a small staff at the Bobcats, so I think it's just – you got to asking a lot of people that, you know, have other things outside of, you know, the Bobcats they have to handle, too. So it's just a consolidation of that, too, as well, like getting people to really, like – do the things they need to do and like get everything ready to get the message out there to, to really get that consistent uh, crowd that we always get. So I think, you know, I think our average overall, like the lower average stayed the same, but like, you know, we never weren't just hitting those record breaking numbers every game like we used to, but we did hit it once. So I think that was more than. Yeah. We, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we, enough, there's so. definitely some good crowds in the summer, but on a summer and Saturday night, it was definitely a, uh, a nice place to be. 
Yeah, you can't beat it. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get a little true respite, rest in peace, and a steezy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bring back some good memories right there, Mike. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I'll have yeah, to get so. you guys because uh, we have a beer we brewed with uh, Sam before True Respite went under that is in a barrel right now at Saints Row. Ooh. So eventually when we get a hold of that beer, we'll I'll make sure each one of y'all ends up with a bottle of the last thing they produce. Oh, hell yeah. All right. Hey, all right. Let's you want to skip the gold star and clovers game. I feel like they're just such yeah, shit bag. It, the, I mean the clovers game was the clovers game was just a, was a nothing game. And honestly, it it made me it made me happy to to have the clovers have a home win at the end of the season. They didn't have a single home win till the end of the year. So like more power to them. Have a have a ride. Look, I um, think we get we gave them their first ever win and their first home win. I think the same well, season. Yeah. So hey, you're welcome. So, you're welcome. <laughs> I guess. so to quote Jay Saba, uh, the playoffs are a different animal, and that's the case. I mean, all of y'all saw it. the The game against Albion was was crazy, um, even to the point where people from Albion reached out and were like the Bobcats were supposed to win that shit. <laughs> I mean, they had a ton of chances. Yeah. I thought FIFA they uh, plus I thought, sucks. Yeah. I thought it was an improvement over playing them last year in the playoffs too, where, you know, you, you go in and you're down, you know, two, two goals like before halftime and then you kind of really, you know, make up for lost ground. So I think that was, as much as improvement as you can call it, it's just the fact that they were able to at least push the game to the end. And even though you go any end on penalties, but still better than losing two nil in regular regulation. So I'll take that over anything else. Yeah. Like we talked about with Steven earlier though, just deciding a game on PKs is such a, such a BS way to go. So it is sad <laughs> to see the Bobcats bow out because they played a level up all season long. Like the, the club, I thought, was competitive every single game, any single game, any, any team that, that came out against us. I thought they had a chance to win all season long. I thought they brought in some of the young guys like Tiam and, uh, and Tom and Alex cow had a great first year as coach. So I think, you know, the, the team on the field was so positive all year long. It was sad to see them bow out. Like I'm ready for a playoff win next year. I'm hoping Nisa sticks around and, and we get that. A home one too at that. Like let's let's do it at home for once. <laughs> right. Yeah. Jake, did you get a chance to watch that that final Bobcats game? I did. Um <clears throat> yeah, it's just a bummer. More uh the 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 red cards have been annoying throughout this team's history. I don't know if somebody's got something against us or what, but yeah, the the Philip Brown one, I don't I don't know if he deserved that second yellow. Um, and then the other thing I was confused about, did Caitlin, did they say anything about why Sutton went in for that kick? Was that a him thing or it was, uh, wasn't it nine, wasn't it nine kicks in or was it eight? It was, it was, it was yeah, he was a ninth kicker, I believe. Cause there's only it, 10, there was only 10 people that could be put up. He was the eighth kicker. He was the eighth kicker. Okay. I my guess I he didn't I'd never asked coach about what it was. My guess was just because Alex has some type of experience as a striker and you know, yeah, scoring in front of net that he probably opted to go 
with Alex ahead of some other guys that probably don't really take penalties at all. So that was just it wasn't guess. a bad really hit know. either down in the you know bottom right of the goal. Yeah, decent I mean, save. Yeah, Ben Roche's was, class. I'm not going to sit here and say that he's not a bad keeper at all. He's probably one of the best in the league. So, I mean, you know, he's going to at least save one if he gets a chance to. So I can't really fault Alex for not getting that one in the back. So it was, it was a soft strike, but I think that up until that point, Ben Roach had been not guessing properly sides. And I think it just, I think it just fucking happened. Yeah. It just got a hit. I mean, it was one of those ones that, that, that he put his foot to it. And the second he put his foot to it, I I I clicked the exit button on the screen because I as soon as he touched it, it felt it was just one of those things. I like in my time coaching, I tell the kids all the time, if we get to a penalty kick, I'm not looking. I'm gonna turn my back. I'm not turning my back to the field because I don't trust you. I'm turning my back to the field because I don't trust the world. <laughs> the um that that set of penalties lasted so long not just because i was nervous about the team but because the commentator would do the the goal for pks it's like why why are you doing it for pks Christ. It's a Hector. like i i understand i understand an open play goal but like the like if you're gonna do it he did it for eight <laughs> goals <laughs> i like hector a lot but yeah that gets real fucking annoying when you're <laughs> I had to watch the end of me. I'm like, yo, I cannot take it anymore. It's too much. <laughs> it's like, I can't, I get it. And then like an Albion player could like break someone's leg and they'd be like, well, you know, I don't know. I think the Bobcats are just being a little sensitive here. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good impression, honestly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's definitely, it was a, uh, it's definitely a frustrating way to ca- cap that season off. Mm-hmm. Um, but like like you said, it's never fun to go to penalty kicks. It sucks even more when you lose in penalty kicks. Uh, by the way, Jake, you mentioned about like uh, maybe somebody has something against Maryland. Uh, did you guys see the news that popped up right on social media right before we started? Um, the Cincinnati supporter group, uh, Queen City, I believe they're called the Queen City Pigs. Um, it's the, yeah, yeah, the Queen Sorry, City yeah. Pig Army. I believe it's the Queen City Pig Army, which is awesome. <laughs> Fuck yes, I love that. Um, they are the, since it, the, what's it, FC Cincinnati, is it in the yeah. MLS? Um, demanding, they published a statement, very Yoon Kai-esque, uh, published a statement demanding that somebody come in and do an independent investigation of pro referee corps because they think they're colluding against Matt Miazga. Like he's not a jackass. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you saw you saw what happened to that that in that game. That he game, went right? into the fucking locker rooms? No, no, like uh I think it was I think it was Cincinnati like the referee got in the way of somebody trying to make a run. Oh yeah. No, that was Vancouver Whitecaps and Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, LAFC. LAFC. But yeah, they also called that goal back after like a fucking 10-minute VAR. Yeah. I, I like, dude, if that had been a goal that stood like, that's just insanity. Look, yeah. I, our, our season is really, really long. And I think that's dumb that it's so long, but the MLS playoffs is just the dumbest shit 
I've ever seen. The like the best of three shit has. So I I'm not new to the MLS. Like I've watched in the past, but I've never paid a ton of attention to it. This this is new, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I was gonna say I don't ever remember it being best of three before. I. I like That's baseball. Stupid as shit. <laughs> I like baseball. I like American football, but this is the issues that you have when the ownership groups are from these American sports. And why I keep saying, like to to people that I know from England through my Brighton fandom, don't let Americans into the Premier League anymore. Like, just don't. The, the, this idea of like we're just going to make a shit ton of money off these these TV games, but it's just dumb. It's like just do a home and away aggregate goals. Like someone could literally lose game yeah. one seven to nothing and then went on PKs in the next two games and it's, and they go, go through. Oh yeah. They're not, they're not using aggregate scoring at all. No. Yeah. It's that's odd. I don't like that either. It's it's a money grab by MLS. The whole, the whole league is just filthy. Like the Miami charging Miami fans who they've already, I think like 300 to 400% increase on season tickets they're charging miami fans to come yeah. watch messi receive you've got a, his you've got door. to yeah and that, that and no. there was an announcement that there's a chance that people who have already locked in their tickets could be expected to pay more like yeah. added on to their ticket fees retroactively before the season starts like if kaylin has season tickets and he paid a hundred bucks a game for it they might say we need another thirty bucks a game before the first game, or we'll just refund you and your tickets will be null. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's Which is bonkers. Like, there's that, like that's crazy. There's like half. Also, how they gave Messi the the golden when Holland just the balloon completely de, balloon d'or. That yeah. was I'm I'm white, Mike. Relax. It's a golden <laughs> ball. French people are white. <laughs> Fucking Frenchy. Well, except for the entire French you national fancy team. Fancy pants, but. Frenchman. What did yeah, you give that, us? <laughs> I'm very I'm Dutch, actually. Yeah. Yeah, we can tell. Oh, that's that, close enough. You, you and Marcus. <laughs> that uh, no, nah, he's that, Norwegian. That Ballon d'Or win for Messi was a lifetime Ballon achievement d'Or. award. So he didn't win the actual Ballon d'Or. He just won the no, no. special one. No, he did. He won, he won the actual the one, but it was it was more of a. You finally did it. You're the greatest of all time. Here you go. Oh, MLS oh, fanboys were claiming that for nice. MLS too. Like he, the World Cup had nothing yeah. to do with it. An, <laughs> ML, an MLS player, the the guy who won the new the new made made up leagues cup. Right. Right. He played four four right. MLS season games, and they're like, yeah, that's an MLS Aaron Trophy. Like mm, I don't the know, Open I Cup know. run was pretty fun until he got injured for the final. I was enjoying the yeah. Inter Miami in, in the Open Cup. It was interesting. I mean, they, did you see they got Suarez now? Yeah, heard he's that. Gonna, he's gonna take uh, a bite out of the competition. Uh, <laughs> some Jake, some clues going on there, but it. I won't talk about it. You know, so. I know you didn't see it because he's the bane of your existence. But uh, did you see, guys see um, Dan Vaughn's post about the flags at the Chattanooga match? Sure, there did. was a shot, a panning shot of the stands. And they had all the flags lined up, and there's one, and it's the, the flag Norway. 
but all you can see is the red with it the blue. Did look like it, oh, no. like it did look like it. It did get me. It, it got me. Yeah, I was like, uh, yeah, I was like, oh, uh, and I, I was like commented, and I was like, no, 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 there's no stars, no worries. We're good. I was like, I was debating. I was like, do I want to text my Chattanooga front office friends? Like, what's what's this going on right here? Like, what the, I saw the on? Korean flag. I mean, it is Tennessee, it, and then it so kind of like, clicked. It's Tennessee, so it wouldn't shock me in the slightest. Yeah, same. Yeah, but like, I, I, given given the way they they you know the fans seem to be on a different spectrum, we won't get into that. But like, I I would be surprised if it, that's the, what it's was the in there. Yeah. spectrum. They wouldn't yeah. allow it. Yeah, they wouldn't allow it. <laughs> yeah. So, I, but um, I saw that they even the club was like, yeah, it's Norway. I was like, okay. Yeah. Like <laughs> like that Denzel like relief meme that 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 was me. I was like, thank goodness. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I got to uh, I got to get to bed, but I want to do some fun Bobcats things before we get out of here and do some uh, awards for the season. We're gonna make them up uh, on the fly here. Although we're gonna start with uh, your top. Give me your. You know, I think Espinal is probably number one for everybody. Yeah, as far as no. Okay. All right. Good. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's go. Um, let's go. Let's go. Top favorite player for the year. Just. Just straight up favorite. Jake, you look like you have an opinion already, so go for it. Uh, Forka. God damn it. Fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) It's, it's Forka. Like, I mean, Espinal, it's, uh, I bring, I bring this comparison up a lot in different things that I do is like the, the Kobe thing. Like, yeah, yeah, Espinal, we, we know you're probably the most talented player that's ever come through here. But yeah, it's Richard for me. Like, he he made a couple mistakes this season, but the the guy was just on another level. Best defender in Nisa. Yeah, I fully agree, and I think if we were to to look at the most um, like the the biggest change in a player, it's got it's got to be him again. Like just because he turned something around this year. He played there right back points. last year, as I remember it, and then kind of switched into that. Yeah, he's a natural right back. Yeah, he's a yeah. There were just right so many right points yeah. last season where watching him, like I was always confident in him, but there was always a little bit of me that was like, mm, "There's a little touchiness, yeah. a little worried about the caginess of him, kind of pushing people around." But like this season, there was not a doubt. Like I said to Jake, I messaged Jake one time during a game, and I was like. Dude, when that ball goes past him, I know he's getting back into position before it gets to the net. Like his yeah. position play is incredible. He uh he kind of got overshadowed uh like the past couple years by like Clegg and Dangler or whatever. And uh with both those guys gone, he he had to step up and he most definitely did. He was he was fantastic this season. Yeah, I think he's he the was- Bobcast fan favorite over here for sure. Yeah. Don't don't get me wrong. Darwin Darwin is a, a stud. Yeah, he's an excellent player. He's it, it, almost to the point where you're like Darwin's inevitable. He's gonna he's gonna make something happen here. Um, but Richard just is a was a turnaround player. He was a defensive player of 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 the season. He was a like he was just all around. Uh, here's the big man. Yeah. It's been uh, it's been great to see the club go from kind of you know I wouldn't say unambitious professional club to what they are now, but to see the change made from last year with the what's what's his name? What was the coach last name? Uh, Silvan Rostello. Yeah, Rostello. 
they took a step forward and then I felt like they took another step forward with Alex as far as the organization of the club. Uh, I felt like the way that they were able to move the ball through the midfield was a big difference this year uh, from, you know, from defense to offense. It was like a cohesive unit for, for to me, the first time that I've seen the Bobcats play. So I really appreciated that about, about the club this year. Um, but I also want to shout out Drew Wibble, who had a fantastic oh, yeah. season. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up as the Bobcats' second leading goal scorer and I think top assist man. Is that is that accurate? Anybody want to confirm or deny? Let's find out. I do not know. Let me see. All right. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Yeah, the man with the inside. Yeah, guy. I was going to say, Fop Mob is notoriously unreliable for anything Nisa. They still have got- uh, Moses McKinday on the squad thing. <laughs> Wait, yeah, when yeah. Did, wait, when did we change most trade Moses? <laughs> Waggy K still up there. Oh man. Kate Banjo. One of the greatest hey, that ever lived. Hey, oh, man. I always remember that Chicago house goal forever. And that always. goal was insane. It was a half volley from like the, the, the circle. <laughs> Let me see. Hold on. Oh, I'm still pulling it up. True. Oh yeah, Drew was a uh, uh, yeah, he's tied for first actually for assist with uh, Andres Chalbot from Michigan. So gotcha. Oh, first in the whole league. Shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, that's wild. How old is yeah, Drew? He, oh, he's young. He's like maybe twenty four, twenty five. He was a he was a DCU product, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, and and he's from uh, he's from Gettysburg too originally. I think he's from PA. So I'm not. Yeah. I don't know at hundred percent, but he's he's a little bit. He's not. He's either my age or like a year younger. He's not that much, uh, not that not much younger than me. So still Says young enough for Tormenta to steal him. Says he's twenty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the game we should be in the off season. Yeah, just who's Tormenta signing today? Just, you know, just <laughs> treat him nice, Jake. Because Jake's <laughs> gonna take him. And I don't mean you, Jake. I mean Jake Dangler. Oh, uh, I was gonna <laughs> say El Paso Locomotive like got rid of like most oh, of their bro, team. That'd be- That'd be the tits to start seeing dudes from the Bobcast shift over to El Paso. That'd be nice. But then again, now that uh, you're not going to get to watch them play on uh, ESPN Plus anymore. Oh, no. it's Apparently, it's going to be three streaming sites now. Oh, really? So it's going to be ESPN like, Plus, why are Paramount. We, why are we adding Paramount Plus? It, I, why, why are we I already wasting... got it, the Champions League. Oh, well, no, yeah. I'm I mean, I, I have it already. Oh, no, no, no. no. Like, I get that. Because you had to buy it for a while to get U.S. matches. There was an entire chunk of time where it was U.S. matches there. But, like, I just don't understand why we continue to add another streaming service to the system when, like, I just don't get why it couldn't be ESPN they stuck with. I, I don't get it either. It was just it was all right there. Like you can watch all the games right there. But now it's like it's not just Paramount Plus, ESPN Plus. It's also certain games will be on the CBS sports networks. Yeah. And then another game might be on gold, that Golazo thing, which mm-hmm. I don't know is if that's part of Paramount plus, or that's something completely different. Cause I know CBS sports is going to be a cable thing. Yeah. And I have a, uh, or, I mean, I know people who have IPTVs and, um, <clears throat> I can get CBS. Sport. They can get CBS sports that way. But, uh, I don't know if he's talking about something illegal, but he's saying sh- he's saying words I don't fucking know. Right, right. It, it just sounds quasi. So if this joke isn't landing with me, I'm fucking talking about it. So yeah, I got that. But like then I have Paramount Plus through Prime, 
this streaming shit is becoming like expen- as expensive it's as cable. Ridiculous. And then, like someone on Twitter today told me, it like, is. oh, we'll just get YouTube TV. It's like that shit's like seventy five fucking dollars. I'm not gonna buy that I'm either. Getting old too, so I'm like I'm falling behind on what streaming services are like. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just old now. I I, I don't know. Just, they're all the, the same. The only ones I have I are for sports or whatever. I get free through uh, through T-Mobile. I got Apple TV for free. Been watching Foundation. Fantastic. I've got a hodgepodge of logins too. Like I'm signing in with my mother-in-law's Comcast. Sometimes I got my <laughs> brother-in-law's Optimum from New Jersey on like ESPN. Like I, I don't even know. I don't even know if I'm doing something illegal, but I'm. Like I know I did, and I know that I am somehow. <laughs> my, I don't my, think personal favorite, my personal favorite, and Jake, you'll feel this one in your soul is uh using cable splicing to get massing <laughs> when I'm out of town. <laughs> oh, I get splicing. <laughs> Good lord. We're gonna start a crime podcast. Like I just yeah. I just wanna watch I just wanna watch the birdies play. Please let me watch the birdies play. I get I get MLB TV for free through T-Mobile as well. That's like the only reason I've stayed on their service. I have What's T-Mobile that? and I've got none of this yeah. free shit you're talking about. Dude, I get I get MLB.tv. I got a free Apple TV no, subscription and MLS <laughs> subscription, which I've used like, like 10 T-Mobile, times maybe. With T-Mobile, there's like 44 different 44 different towns in the United States now you get service. Yeah, well, no, that's that's, a big plus. that's their motto is once they combine with Sprint, the only place might, you'll have service We might get you nowhere. service some places. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's it's wrap this Spirit thing Airlines. Up, uh, we might get you there. Before we get you guys talking Orioles, we'll be here till God knows when. I want to – I have <laughs> – no, no, don't uh, say anything about the Orioles. No, no, I have a, I have a Bobcat yeah. superlative, uh, somebody that stood out to me this season that okay. I want to give props to. Because he didn't get the joy we wanted him to have between the start of the season and the end of it. Uh, big fucking props to Pritchett. Yeah. Yeah. He went yeah, out there and he pick. played his ass off every fucking game. He put himself out there. He 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 put the work in. Um, he deserved a goal all damn season long, and it didn't end up happening. There was a lot of uh there was a lot of stuff near the end where it was just like, man, how are we still not here? And I think that uh, I think that I, I can't imagine sort of like what happened with Nuga this past weekend. Like, can't imagine that it's easy to sit there and know that you're getting these chances and they're getting they're getting blasted over the bar or into the keeper's hands. So, like, big props to that kid. He he put it up this year. Hopefully, we see him again next year, and hopefully. We can uh, finally get to cheer his goal on. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. He's, I l- love that guy. So you know, wherever he goes next, if hopefully it's here, but if wherever he goes, I'll be following along because you know he yeah. made a fan out of me for sure. That's a great guy right there. Yeah, yeah. The big dude, well, the big target guy up there. That was yes, that was gonna be my rant. Um, I was just gonna make a uh, our uh, what is it, Stephen A. prediction, just ridiculous prediction, I guess, and see if it pays off by the end of next season. I think that if he stays, he's the leading goal scorer next year. I like it. Wow, <laughs> I like it. His his family will love that. <laughs> <laughs> 
All right. Nice. There, so, was, there was one match where he missed a shot and I yelled, Jesus Christ, please score one so we can cheer with your mom. <laughs> and I heard her yell from the next section over. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, go. Anybody else? Any? Oh, no, any I was going to say, real quick, just my, my favorite player this year was Malik Tom. Like, anytime he was actually playing and starting, and he, when he was on, I thought, like, he was probably one of the better wingers out there. So, sure. I think... And you know, score some screamers as well. So I think he was a fun guy to watch when he was when he was taking the pitch. So uh, if he stays around too, yeah, a lot of dudes mm-hmm. spent their season on the men. Mm-hmm. Duke spent his entire season on the men. Like some of those guys, really spent a lot of time with injuries. That hopefully we get to see them clear and ready to roll. Yeah, so I, I won't be with the club next year. So I'll hopefully, you know, see who they sign up. It'll be interesting to see from the outside what uh, what they choose to do. So, but yeah, hopefully they keep Malik Tom. That's a great guy, and his father's amazing too. Like he's a former, he's a po- former powerlifter or something like that. But I see him every time. He's got a real strong handshake. Broke my hand. Couple follow times. him on Instagram. He's like an influencer uh, powerlifter, isn't he? Yeah, he's got like yeah, he got like twenty five thousand followers. Something yeah, crazy. yeah. So yeah, one guy. But yeah, that's my favorite player is Malik Tom. So. Also got a shout out, Fileman on the left side. Him and Darwin running up that left side yeah. all season were great. Yeah, huge uh, pickup. Yeah. Fantastic season. I think uh, Mansur Mansour too was pretty solid on our back line. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know you got Manny Gonzalez and Pasayan running that central defensive midfield pairing all season long. Have been at the club the last two seasons too, but. I think maybe there could be some improvement in in that area of the field and also to our our right back situation. I don't know what happened with Jack Villatoro out in L.A. Sounded nasty, sounded awful. But yeah, he messed he messed up big time. Yeah, I remember his dad playing drums with us. uh, Was fun before that. So yeah, he he dropped some uh, pretty horrible horrible things. He said, but and I mean they. It's the one of those situations where you're like, yeah, maybe it's best. But uh yeah, that was a bummer to to have him roll because he was he was all over the place over there. Um Well then we also had some instability. Club. Like who started the rest of the season at right back? I you know, I, oh, I can't often um, remember. Yeah, I mean I, I I feel like it was a good amount of shifting, wasn't it? I don't. I don't think yeah. there was consistently one. Oh um, no, it was Philip Burnett most yeah. of the year. Oh Philip yeah, that's who it was. I was just trying to think of his name, but because we had too many Phillips, so yeah, Philip Burnett, who I thought was pretty good, um, a pretty good late pickup anyway to replace Jack. So that was you know, mm-hmm. he, he was a solid right. uh, pickup. Kitty gotcha. Vodka, excellent soccer player. Yeah, huh. yeah, but you know, I, I think. You know, Pisayan as a captain was excellent. I'd like to see him and Manny come back, but I do think uh, uh what was his name? Pierre. Um Richard. Richard. Yeah. Richard, he Richard was, was tremendous. He came on. It was excellent. He was really good. Yeah. 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 He was like on the watch. Yeah. So another season in the books. Uh are we doing some rants here or are we already ranted out? Jake got <laughs> a rant. Jake's got one t- keyed up. About what? I thought you said you had you had something worked up. It was the Caleb yeah. uh, prediction. Oh yeah, uh, Caleb. yeah, Caleb prediction. Um, I other than yeah. that, not really. I think flower. My my rant's going to be Flower City's going to win four nil. Who are Junkai's going to cry in the field? You're drunk. 
my bowl. <laughs> you've been hiding it really well that you've been drunk this whole time. I just, yeah. I see, here's the thing. Stars are gonna I want there things. to be, I want it to either be full 90, zero, zero, and something happened in the last minute. I have a feeling that it might, if, if the score, if the stars score early, they're going to lock it down and shut down. And it's going to be like watching a, uh, an adult who doesn't want to run up the score on FIFA on their child, passing it back and forth. Um, I think if I think if Flower said he can hold them off, some late game spectacular shit would be fun. Um, I would also love to see something chaotic. I, I don't know what, but I want to see something chaotic happen because I want just one more tasty George Yunkai meltdown. Just one more. If this <laughs> yeah. if this is the last time we talk about George Yunkai. To quote the Knights of San said, this is the last time we talk about George Yunkai. <laughs> I want to wish him the worst. Hey, I'll, I'll emphasize that too. I want to trial by fire for them. Hey, I want Flower City to hang it on them and just, you know, that should be their last hurrah in Nisa. It's just getting hung on by Flower City to lose the championship. I just want to be able to tweet. I just want to be able to tweet, suck that stamen at some point <laughs> Because only yeah. a handful of people will get how horrible of a thing that is. I just said. <laughs> the uh, oh, real quick, yeah. So for I guess it's kind of my rant. A couple of things I want to see next year from Bobcats. Um, I would like to see them start incorporating uh, just more ways to make money. I think the the like that will be talked about in the group chat or I messaged about it. Auction off the game worn kits at the end of every year. And then if you want to tack on an extra 15 bucks, they'll get the team to sign it kind of thing. Start the bidding at 80 bucks. You got all these players on the team. Game-worn jerseys would be hot for the fans. I know there's a good group of people that would try to probably bid on that, um, especially if they're autographed. I have I have a, uh, I've won three locomotive auctions on three different player kits. Um, mm-hmm. I think actually it might be kind of a curse because the first guy I got, he left that summer and or the, that offseason. The next guy I got tore his ACL right at the beginning of the season. And then this guy, I bought it. I yeah, bought you're his. definitely cursed. Yeah, so I'm saying I bought his, and he's like one of my favorite players. I want this dude to stay. Um, no jerseys for you for the podcast. Yeah. So auction off jerseys. I'd like to see um, merch. More merch. I want to see new kits. I, I the Bobcats dominates my closet as far as how many kits I have. Uh, I could always use another. Um, and then more season tickets through more advertisement or, you know, just getting the word out there, putting flyers up, stuff like that. Like get people to these games. They're going to see that it's a good time. Um, local food, local beer, uh, local people, everyone gets to come hang out and it's like $5 a fucking ticket. Uh, people should be packing those games, especially like with the, how much MLS tickets are going up or how far loud it is to see USL championship. Like get people to the Bobcats games, uh, and that's going to be growth of the game out. in the country. Twenty twenty six, right around the corner. Let's go. That's that's kind of where my rant is. Put the put money into the club. I find, like I don't I don't know if it means finding more investors, finding new investors, finding Crown more people to join on. Get Freddie to do on the blower. What? So get Freddie Adu on the blower. He's a Rockville native. Yeah, yeah there we go. Dude, <laughs> if if Sparks I do show if a do went and played for Bobcats, that would be 
fucking huge for that area. Hear me it's out. There is one so person <laughs> from MoCo that could save this whole thing. Who is it, Jake? Don't know. Jake My dad? Anyewu? No. No. You know who it is, Jake. Scott Van Pelt. No. Oh, yes. <laughs> Dude, a soccer club owned by SVP would be fucking hilarious. No, I'm t- I'm talking about the one true uh, Moco native, and that is uh, Ms. Mia Khalifa. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. High school alumni. Yeah, here we go. Okay. Hear, hear me out. <laughs> she could do a show at halftime. No, I don't even want, she doesn't not, do that anymore. <laughs> she's a nice lady. <laughs> She actually it like like if you listen to some of the she's stuff cool, she's yeah. talked about, she's she's pretty smart. Yeah, yeah she's, she's based. Really, I, I like her. Yeah, really smart. She's really based. She's yeah. really smart, and she's really it, she is very enjoyable to listen to when when in her the podcast that I've heard that she did and stuff like that. Yes, it's, it's, she's very. There's nice a lot of. There's a lot of. Um, your wife's never gonna hear this, but don't get her mad. If she's an hour and twenty four minutes into a bobcast. Yeah. <laughs> God bless you, Jessica. I'm glad you're still here. I must have died. You must just want to hear my voice. Um, yeah, put some money down. Get some fucking angels and angel investors like stupid DCFC or Chata because there's no fucking way Chata afforded to go to MLS Next Pro without an angel investor coming in. Crowd, crowdfund it. Crowdfund it. Yeah, yeah. I'll buy. I'll buy a piece of the team. I'll buy a hundred dollars worth of the team. And then I'll still buy more kits. So, <laughs> dude, throw in, throw in a shirt, a hat, a kit, something memorabilia wise with that season ticket. You can't tell me that that didn't sell at least a couple hundred blues season tickets. Oh, for yeah. sure. That Puma kit. Yeah. But anyway, let's let, let's, let's wrap it up, fellas. I got to get to bed here. <laughs> <laughs>